Hello everyone and welcome to Chairside Live. I'm your host, Megan Strong. Great show today, we have Dr. Murishan who's back with an obsidian Presta metal case. The patient in her chair had an old failing PFM bridge. So let's take a look at how she replaces the bridge utilizing the obsidian line of restorations. Check it out. Hello and welcome to this clinical video. Today I have an exciting case to share with you, a great example of what I do when a large PFM bridge fractures. I'll replace it with an obsidian PFM. It is a lithium silicate material known to achieve two times more chip resistance than your traditional PFMs. We can see he has severe crowding of the lower incisors and a unilateral crust bite. A closer look reveals chipped and cracked porcelain, inflamed gingiva, and a failed class 5 composite on the upper right. This old PFM spanned from 7 to 11, with Pontix replacing left, central, and lateral incisors. Because number 7 was splinted to the rest of the bridge, we can note the interdental gingivitis created by the bacteria due to the inability of the patient to floss in between the restorations. To rehabilitate this smile, I treatment plan for obsidian veneer on number 6 and obsidian pressed to metal single crown on 7 and an obsidian pressed to metal 4 unit bridge from 8 to 11. As I was cutting through this restoration with the Zircut burr, I felt that the metal was very thick and had to switch to a razor burr to be able to get through the material. After using a double-ended crown remover, I finally got the bridge off in few pieces. You can appreciate the amount of metal thickness there was on the lingual after the bridge was removed. I struggled a great deal to get this off and in the process I nicked the underlining prep. So here I am using acid etch and bonding to prepare the surface prior to expressing Tycor Dual Cure Flowable Composite material. The damage is corrected and prep is reshaped to provide more retention and resistance for the future restoration. For the veneer, I started the preparation with the use of a calibrated burr that will provide precise cuts of 0.3 gingivoli, 0.5 middle and 0.7 millimeter incisally. Then I am blending in the cuts using a fine diamond. With a 1.5 calibrated burr, I am doing here an incisal reduction. These calibrated burrs keep the reduction into enamel and offer correct thickness to fabricate a well-designed obsidian veneer. I found that with pre-calibrated burrs, I can stay into enamel, which is essential for effective addition of an obsidian or any old ceramic veneers. Due to gingival inflammation still present, I opt to temporize and finalize the preps at the next appointment. Here, taking off the provisionals one week later, the excess cement was removed with Cavatron and teeth were cleaned with pumice. Tissue was still irritated, possibly because in my provisional I left some over contour margins or I did not provide sufficient interproximal separation to prevent papilla impingement. In the end, for a predictable impression, I still achieve adequate tissue management with a double cord technique. First, I use double zero with epi, then number two cord as my second cord to gain lateral retraction. Because double cord displaced the tissue 0.5 millimeter gingivally, I was able to drop the margin and with a fine diamond on a slow speed with no water, I trace around and refine the margins, avoiding contact with the tissue. 
I tried to avoid further traumatizing the soft tissue during finish line preparation or second cord application. Here I am placing a mixture of number one and three anatomical camper caps and have the patients bite down for about seven minutes. While my assistant is finishing up removing the second cord, I start injecting me pressure material. When doing this many units, I always use a custom tray. This will ensure rigidity and uniform display of the impression material. I think this is a good way to capture an accurate impression, easy to read, that will help CAD CAM technician to create a well-fitting margin and a better emergence profile. I found transferring the color of the underlining tooth structure with a photo of selected stamp shade in place is a great way of communicating the shade to the lab technician. Here is at the delivery appointment. We can appreciate the health of the soft tissue after the temporaries were removed. Preparations were freed of cement and cleaned using profi cup and pumice. After trying each restoration individually to evaluate marginal fit, I will try them collectively to evaluate the proximal fit. The facial surface of the veneer prep can also be cleaned from provisional resin leftovers by using air abrasion. For isolation, I use mylar strip and cotton rolls, and as a looting material for the veneer, I use Variolink. 37% acid etch was applied to enamel and dentin and allowed to react for 15 to 20 seconds. One step that should not be omitted is a two-one-minute application of glutar aldehyde agent, such as G5, knowing for its antibacterial and desensitization properties. Then the entire surface was coated with universal adhesive and scrubbed in for 20 seconds. Then with oil, moisture-free air was used to displace the coat into a tin film. After the inner surface of the veneer was cleaned and salinated, Variolink looting composite was applied onto the intaglio surface and veneer was seated with light pressure using wooden sticks. While light pressure was maintained, excess cement was removed with a microbrush and briefly light cured so excess could be easily removed with hand instruments. Liquid stripped was applied to create a good marginal transition without an oxygen inhibiting layer. Final polymerization was completed and then liquid stripped was rinsed off with water. The proximal surfaces should be carefully examined and if any cement residue is found should be removed to ensure perfect fit for the other restorations. The rest of the preparations are again cleaned with pumice paste and treated with G5 before the cementation of the obsidian pressed to metal restorations. When there is an area where the gingival tissue is covering the finish line, I use the double zero cord to keep the tissue away from being trapped under the cemented margin or I use it to protect the sulcus from resin cement infiltration. My choice of cement for any metal restoration is Rely-X Looting Plus. It is a resin-modified glass ionomer self-curing cement that has a tack and wave light curing option, making it easy to clean up the excess. Because I use two different types of looting agents, for this case I opt to cement each restoration individually, taking particular care during cleanup phase to ensure proper seating. After all the leftover cement was removed, occlusion was checked for protrusive and lateral excursion. Necessary adjustments were performed to establish canine guidance on the upper right side, which had number six in crossbite prior to treatment. 
This PFM is made of obsidian, lithium, silicate, ceramic, pressed to metal, have great strength and are particularly suitable where traditional PFMs failed. These obsidian combo restorations enable good aesthetic results to be achieved and the patient was very happy with his new smile. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Chairside Live. On behalf of everyone here at Glidewell Laboratories, we thank you for watching and I'll meet you right back here next time.